This is Youpreneur FM, the official podcast of the Youpreneur Mastermind Community, a place where no entrepreneur gets left behind in their pursuit of building a business they can be proud of. And now, and now, here's your host, serial entrepreneur and best-selling author, Chris Ducker. Chris Ducker. Well, hello there and welcome to episode number 239 of Youpreneur FM, the weekly podcast where we share proven, practical strategies and insights on how to build a successful business based around you, your personal brand and everything that you stand for as an entrepreneur. This week, I'm sitting down to talk with Youpreneur community member Jeff McMahon from Total Body Construction on how he has built an incredibly successful profitable business. It's not only making money, but it's also changing lives. And we'll be getting into that in just a second. However, before we get cracking, just a quick reminder that Youpreneur FM is brought to you by the Youpreneur Mastermind community, the premier online community for entrepreneurs wanting to build a profitable, sustainable business based around their experience and those that they want to serve. Community members get exclusive access to our acceleration training library, which includes everything you'll need to know to build, market, and monetize a successful business. And couple that together with our monthly mastermind calls, discounted tickets to our live events, and access to our enthusiastic, supportive member-only forums. And you've got everything you need to succeed. If you're serious about building the business of you, as I call it, and in the most rewarding profitable way possible, then you must join us. So be sure to head over to youpreneur.com forward slash mastermind today for more info. So on to my chat with Jeff McMahon. Now, Jeff has actually been a member of the Youpreneur community pretty much since its inception in late 2015. It's been a pleasure actually to get to not only know Jeff and, and become a friend of his, but also to see his incredible growth as an entrepreneur. I'm not going to spoil it because this conversation is a really fun, motivating one, but all I can say to you is I have seen Jeff grow in spades over the last couple of years, and it's a true honor to have him as part of the Youpreneur Mastermind community, serving others, giving feedback, holding people accountable, and genuinely being there to help and inspire others as well. I know you're going to love this conversation with Jeff and I, so let's not waste any more time and get straight into it. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thanks, Chris. So excited to be here, buddy. Yeah, man, we, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm pumped to have you because, uh, you know, we've become friends over the last couple of years uh, since you, you know, were introduced to me as um, a personal trainer, a virtual trainer of my good buddy, Pat Flynn. Um, and then you became a Youpreneur member. And now you're coming to the Youpreneur Summit later in the year. And we've hung out and we've clinked whiskey glasses together before in the past. And like, we've become good friends. But yeah. that's not why you're on the show today. You're on the show today because in the couple of years that I've known you, you have built an incredibly successful business around you and what you do, the people that you help, how you do it, what industry you're in, and all the rest of it. You have become known in my world. As I mean, as far as I am considered, whenever I think virtual personal trainer, I think you. Um, and even actually to the point where I saw somebody on Instagram a little while ago like one of my photos, and their handle was something like virtual trainer or something along those lines. And I thought to my, I got kind of quite defensive, and I thought, hang on, what the hell is going on here? That's not. 
that's not right. Jeff's the virtual virtual train, <laughs> not this person. So it's worked. Whatever you've done the last couple of years, it's worked. And you've, I mean, wow, what a story. So I want to, before we kick it off and all the rest of it, let's take us back. Let's, let's do what Pat would do. Let's go back in, in the DeLorean a little bit um, and, and, and just touch base very, very quickly on sort of before you started running your business now, what was your background? What were you doing prior to becoming an entrepreneur? Um, prior to an entrepreneur, I was the head trainer at a corporate gym here in Cincinnati called Urban Active. They had 37 locations, and I was in charge of the uh, four of them here in Cincinnati to train trainers on being better trainers. I was like the head trainer kind of. So I had clients, but then I also was in the managerial side too. Okay. All right. So ultimately, you were you were sort of continuing to do what you're doing now but for somebody else for, for one Correct. better term right okay so what was then sort of what was the catalyst when when did you sort of decide that you were done and that you wanted to go off and do your own thing i mean was there one particular incident that happened or was it something that happened gradually um i ran i participated in a mud run here in cincinnati which is an obstacle race running through mud and water and stuff and i loved it so i hosted my own thinking i can make money at it and i got 1500 people to show up but i didn't realize how expensive it is to host an obstacle race so <laughs> i only made about three thousand dollars profit on that race but it got me into the entrepreneurial world of the mindset of making money on my own not working for someone else and then at that same time, the gym I worked at was bought out by LA Fitness. And when it transitioned to LA Fitness, their rules were a lot different and we were making less money and it just wasn't worth it. So I took my clients and found a place to rent and started training them on my own and branched off into that, that world. I love it. Okay. So, I mean, ultimately, you kind of, you, you, you weren't really necessarily forced into this per se but i mean yeah. i guess you were kind of you were you were to the point where you decided that it it didn't ultimately make sense for you to continue to sort of do what you were doing and and, and obviously something went off in your head and said well, hold on wait a minute this is kind of pointless now i might as well just go off and do my own thing right Exactly. How did that work with the wife? Because I know you're married and you got a family and all the rest of it. I'm always curious to see from a personal perspective, like, was there, yeah, I mean, I'm assuming there was a certain level of, you know, conversation in regards to, you know, the, the regular income, you know, the stability thing, all that kind of stuff. How did that go with, with her? <laughs> well, the irony part is my wife is a special victims detective, so she's a um, oh, that's so cool! I did not know lives that a life about of you. Danger helps a lot of you know <laughs> sexual assaults and all that kind of stuff. Oh, good god! But she's the opposite mindset of an entrepreneur. Um, you know, right. she hates that. You know, not every month I'm guaranteed money. I don't have a salary. I don't have, um, you know, benefits and stuff like that. So it wasn't until so I tried to do the I did the mud run. wasn't a huge success. I tried to do a couple more races. Um, got into about $16,000 in debt that she didn't know about because the races didn't go as well as we planned. And mm, okay, <laughs> we had a come to Jesus moment where she was like, listen, you're good at personal training. Your clients love you. Stick with what you're good at. And it was that moment that I started doing that, 
naturally got more clients, naturally found my um, realm as far as, you know, on my own referral process, that kind of jazz. And that's where it started taking off into the, into the positive zone. I love it. Okay. That's cool. So she kind of kicked your butt a little bit. Oh, is God, what you're yeah. saying. <laughs> I mean, it was like a, we might not be together anymore conversation. Oh, okay. All right. So, so you, okay. So you weren't necessarily forced into, um, leaving the job per se but you were kind of forced into getting your act together to a certain yes. degree and 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 maybe taking it a little bit more seriously than you initially thought you would uh, which clearly has helped so i love that so what did you do then once you once you got your butt kicked um what did you know i'm never going to let you live that down now right it's going to come up <laughs> over and over again um what so once that happened and you sort of you the the switch was kind of flipped how did you start to sort of get yourself known and recognized in the industry? How did you start? And, and this is obviously before your journey with Youpreneur. So you, you didn't necessarily kind of have um, that as a point of support or accountability. I mean, what did you do to get going? Um, I had some clients that just moved back from New York City. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with my clients, I always like to talk a lot about business, life, family, whatever. And he mentioned Gary Vaynerchuk, like, Hey, you should start listening to Gary Vaynerchuk. He's got great business ideas and this and that. So I listened to him and then on iTunes, I randomly typed in business and smart passive income popped up. So I clicked on it. That was one of the, those two were the first two podcasts that I've listened to. Sorry, Chris. That's <laughs> fine. Random dumb luck, buddy. <laughs> nope. No worries. Um, and Pat Flynn on there um, has some good, you know, some good tips on starting a business, um, you know, doing social media, that kind of jazz. Yep. And he, um, in his in the opening of his podcast, said that he wanted to train for a triathlon, like one of his goals. That's right. So at that point, I trained, I don't know, about 13 um, triathletes of all different stages. So I was like, I emailed him a month, a week before Christmas just said, Hey, I love your show. And I'm a, a personal trainer. I can train you virtually to get you ready for your events. And I'd like to do it for free. Um, if you let me literally, it was like maybe a par- paragraph if that's, and he wrote back to me the Christmas Eve three years ago and said, yeah, I had a coach for my marathon. I loved it. Um, I don't know what this virtual thing is, but, uh, why don't we hop on a call and figure it out? And that's how I got started into the new realm of virtual training. Virtual training. So Pat was fundamentally your first client as a virtual personal trainer. Yep. Pat was my very first client. And I didn't even know who Pat Flynn was or that he was a big deal, which kind of probably helped with the email because I wasn't intimidated or nervous to email him. He was just a guy that I heard on a podcast. Right. Yeah. You listened to the show. You liked it. You heard that he had a scratch, you know, he had an itch that you could scratch ultimately. Um, and you went ahead and did it. And the rest is a little bit of history, I guess. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So, all right. So you train in Pat. He introduces you to a few other people, including myself and John Lee mm-hmm. Dumas. Um, and now you've got, I mean, let's fast forward a little bit. How many clients are you are you training personally on a weekly basis, virtually? Virtually, I have 21 clients. And in person, because I own my own 
studio here in Cincinnati, I have about 23 clients. So I have about 44 people altogether, half virtual, half in person. And I mean, are you literally training all of those people at least once a week? Yeah, minimum of twice a week up to four times a week I train people. I love it. Okay. Now let's let's talk and I want to get into the 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 space that you've now got uh in a minute because that's just that was just a recent thing, right? You only just opened that a little while ago. Yeah, uh March is when I opened that up. Cool. Okay. So I want to talk about that in a minute. But let's talk about sort of what got you to that point um and and more along the lines of how you have marketed yourself now as you know this go-to source in in your industry so what have you done to actually continue to get the word out there what's worked best for you in regards to getting yourself in front of people and prospects honestly leveraging who i have like when i started with pat flynn leveraging him to be able to reach out to other online entrepreneurs because that's basically my niche is online entrepreneurs for my virtual training Sure. And so leveraging the um, people that I use, but also doing um, podcast guests, like I'll email them, hey, I heard you on John Lee Dumas's podcast, I was episode 1506, um, you know, I'm his virtual trainer, if you have any health and fitness questions, please let me know, um, you know, I'd love to schedule a call with you, something simple, and I get a lot of responses back, hey, that's great, you know, I already have a trainer, but if anything falls through, I'd be happy to sign up with you. Um, and it's a numbers game, but you know, I met Adam Braun from Pencils of Promise that way. Met um, Jeff Weinberg from Lead Pages. I know um, a lot of my other clients um, from that. And then the other one is going to conferences is really where I shine, where I can, John Lee Dumas can introduce me to you. Hey, do you know Dana Malstaff from Boss Moms? No. Dan, I meet Jeff. He's my virtual trainer. And then, sure. And then the story is always like, oh, what's virtual training? And then when I explain it, that you get to work out at home with a live trainer, you know, convenience, accountability, and results are guaranteed. Like, people love that idea. Yeah, absolutely. And I think particularly the online entrepreneur game, you know, there's a lot of us that aren't super active. Um, we know we should be more active. Look, I mean, I, I exercise three times a week. But I do, in my own admission, I do what I need to do, and I don't really push myself anymore. I guess it's better than doing absolutely nothing, right? But I mean, you know, I'll do 30 minutes on, on the, on the uh, cross trainer, and then I'll do a little resistance band work and a little bit of Swiss ball work for my core. And that's literally all I do. I mean, I'm done three times a week, 45 minutes max. That's all I really do. I should feel better about that because I know there's a ton of people that do absolutely nothing. But I feel like I could be pushing myself a little bit more. Have you seen that that's the case a lot of the times with the people that you work with as clients in the in the entrepreneurial space? Yeah, and a lot of them don't say it, but like they're nervous getting up on stage. They're like, oh yeah, I need to work out. And you know, I get nervous getting on stage and see people, um, you know, uncomfortable with their clothes, things like that. Or mm -hmm. they're busy building their business and have kids and they know going to a gym takes way too long. So sure. yeah, hearing yeah, that yeah. there's someone out there that they can work out, like Pat works out in his garage, people work out in their basements, people work out in their offices. Sure. Um, John has a gym in the bottom of his house. Like we work out in any scenario. Suzerman works outside in her backyard, like anywhere. It's perfect. 
I love I, I love the way that you're just ringing off these names. He's not names he's not name dropping, but he is, and it's so smooth. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're mentioning like half of the past guests on Upreneur FM. I love it. Um, yep. the, the you know the other thing is also I think that the commute is a big issue, and I think you know that that surely becomes one of your major selling points right there. The fact that you don't have to waste thirty minutes, forty minutes, whatever it is it takes to go from your home to the gym back to your home. I mean, like, you know, time is money. We do have businesses that we want to build yep. and we want to make sure that we maximize our time every day. I mean, is, I mean, what are your unique selling principles? I mean, let's, let's talk about the two or three things that come up over and over and over again that you've got to know now via your clients so that you can go ahead and continue to sort of utilize them when you talk to people, when you meet them at events and things like that. I'm curious. Right. Well, I mean, if you reverse engineer what I do, <clears throat> You can get workouts for free on YouTube. You can get um, nutrition plans anywhere, you know, recipes all over the place. What I sell is accountability and convenience. Like they're the home DVDs, any of these um, challenges you get on Instagram where people are sending you a workout plan to follow. No one's there to push you to follow it. But with live virtual training, you have an appointment with me. You know, we set it up every week to be there. Mm -hmm. And just like you know, any other coach or whatever, you're, you you want to be there because, you know, I have the rapport. I can watch your form. We can laugh. We can joke, um, get to know each other better. You know, you don't want to let me down and miss the appointment. And it's so convenient that you don't have to, there's no excuse not to do it. Sure. Sure. So how do you handle sell is accountability uh, and convenience? I love it. How do you handle time zone differences? I mean, I know that you're schedule is sometimes a little erratic because of your client schedules what do you do in regards to that is it just a matter of sort of just doing what you've got to do um in the beginning it was confusing like explaining all right what's well, nine o'clock my time and pat flynn is three hours earlier than me so um always like i work pretty much 6 a.m till about 10, 10 p.m. or midnight, Monday through Thursday, just depending on where people are in their time zones. Mm -hmm. um, and, it, and it's a little tricky to make sure, like, this guy's in the Midwest, this guy's in the East Coast, this guy's yeah. in the West Coast. Yeah. So it uh, just practice. To be and honest, and, and I mean, like, daylight when daylight savings kicks in one way or the other, that's a nightmare, right? That's a nightmare. <laughs> and when I go to like social media market world in LA, my whole calendar gets shifted three hours, like automatically on my phone, which <laughs> just makes it I'm like, oh, shit now. Nah, sorry. Shoot. Now it's like, <laughs> right. I know what you mean. Going. So that's the hardest part is whenever I travel. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. Now, I mean, let's talk, um, a little bit about the online side of the marketing that you've done, because I know that you've done a certain amount of YouTube stuff. You're quite mm -hmm. active on social Talk me through that a little bit, because, I mean, it might not be the key element for you in regards to bringing in new business, but you've got to put content out there. I mean, I'm always, you know, waffling on about the importance of creating helpful content and getting it out into the world. And I know that you buy into that, maybe not as much as other people might have to or want to, but talk a little bit about what you've done from a online marketing perspective, because virtual business needs to be virtually marketing themselves, right? You're absolutely right. And that's probably my biggest struggle being an entrepreneur, youpreneur, um, is finding the time to 
put more stuff out there. Because mm-hmm. my biggest hindrance is kind of the curse of knowledge. Like, what can I put out there that people are going to want to see or that I think that they're going to want to look at as opposed to the mindset of like documenting and like saying, hey, meet Nancy. She's 84. She's a breast cancer, lung cancer survivor. And we just did push-ups today. What's your excuse? Like, um, Instagram stories is probably my favorites. I love that one the most. Mm-hmm. Um, never got into Snapchat. I like Instagram better. Um, what, what is it? What is it about Instagram stories that you like the most? Um, the easy approach to it that I can just do a story and type a little words on it. Um, and Instagram isn't flooded in the newsfeed like Facebook or Twitter is. Right. It just pops up top that that's what I like most about Instagram stories. And, you know, I'll watch my client stories and see what they have going on. And it's where I find the easiest approach of social media that I want to consume. Sure. Um, yeah. Well, you know, we're visual. Like we're, yeah, we are. We're visual beings anyway. So I, I get it totally. Instagram is my first app every day. Once I, you know, get up and I'm up and about and doing things, once I hit the phone to look at what's going on, Instagram is my number one. It used to be Twitter, uh, but it's changed. Instagram has become number one. Twitter's number two. Facebook is number three. And I just pay no minds to every other app and social media platform out there. Everybody keeps telling me I should be on LinkedIn. I'm like, why? I don't need a job. You know, like I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I t- yeah, like, I do nothing on LinkedIn. I, I, mean, I, I mean, have a profile, but everybody tells me I should be doing more. Um, but I, I just I don't see the point in LinkedIn at all. And the only reason I ever really get onto Facebook um, is for advertising. You know, I, I don't really do a whole lot on Facebook. I might I might go live every now and then on Facebook, but uh, and you know, it just is what it is. I just prefer Instagram and 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 Twitter. They're still my two favorite sources when it comes to social. Yeah, I'm Instagram and Facebook. I love doing Facebook Live Q and A's, um, answering mm-hmm. people's questions. I just I feel at home answering people's questions. I I find like I'm giving value to them. I so. love that. Now, are you are you repurposing those? Are you getting you know you getting the video files and sticking them up on YouTube and creating content out of YouTube uh, for YouTube out of that? See again, no. That's that's the part that I struggle with the most is mm, okay. making my time <laughs> to do that and or setting a specific time like Fridays at noon to do it. Cause then I always have my schedule changes. Like clients have to cancel and reschedule. Sure. And I'm like, Oh, well I'd rather fit the client in than do this video. I get it. Totally. I mean, you know, honestly, I think this is where you need to get a little bit. Here we go into coaching Chris session now. Okay. <laughs> I, th- okay I, let's do it. I, I think this is where you need to get a little bit more ninja in the way that you're running the business. I mean, obviously you're making money, you're doing well, um, but you must start, uh, you know, repurposing that type of content. It's gold, and it's the best type of content for you as an expert in your niche because it's people live asking you questions. They're they're ultimately picking your brain. I mean, if I had a hundred dollars for every time I get an email from somebody saying, "Can I pick your brain? Can I buy you coffee? Can I can you know? Can you hop on Skype?" I literally, if I if I got a hundred bucks for every time I I get an email like that each month, I'd easily make myself three four thousand dollars a month, literally. So people want to pick experts' brains, and this is an right. easy way, and it's a beautiful way for you to do it in your niche, particularly because of the fact that it's it can be quite visual in terms of equipment and exercises and all that sort of type of stuff as well if you're doing anything on facebook live you must 
start repurposing those videos and putting them up on YouTube. YouTube is the second largest search engine on the internet because it's owned by Google. And all you need to do is just pull out one or two questions that you can have the answers to in the titles of those YouTube videos. And they're going to rank naturally over a period of time. You might not get a ton of views straight away on them, but over a period of time, they will serve you well in building up your credibility uh, and in being able to serve and answer questions that your prospective customers might have. Um, And honestly, you don't even need to do this, Jeff. You can quite easily hire a VA to do this for you, even on a part-time basis of maybe 10 hours a week and uh, quite easily, quite easily start to get a little bit more ninja with that side of things, I think. And that's exactly like this year was all about building myself so I'm full and have, you know, the money coming in to then transition now into the growth of my business and how I can step back a little bit, start doing something like that, automating with a VA, things of that nature to um, grow and take it to the next level for next year. I love that. I absolutely love it. And I think that um, when you're at the summit in November uh, in London, I I feel like that should be your 100% focus for that event. Now, yes, you're going to get people to come up to you and say, oh, your Pat's you know, train or your John and Pat and John are both going to be there. They're keynoting, as you know, right? So it's going to be hard for you not to go into sales mode (laughs) when you're there, right? (laughs) Um, But but keep that in mind that you're at that point now and you feel as if this should be your next logical step in your business growth is to start – potentially maybe not doing everything yourself, to pull them back and looking at what you can do to leverage what you've already got, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. I mean, because in the coaching business, it's, you know, selling time for money. And how do you transition once you're to that point to leveraging your time versus your money? So exactly, exactly. And I, you know, I know one thing that you don't do currently, but I'd love to see you do is group live coaching as well. I mean, you know, potentially what you could be doing is is doing the one-to-many coaching approach instead of the one-on-one coaching approach where maybe you have a group of people that might be in a mastermind together that, you know, already get together once a week to mastermind. Maybe they get together twice a week now, but this time around it's you coaching them on Zoom and there's six or seven of you all training at the same time. Like I, I like the idea of you starting to think like that at some point as well. Yes. No, that's exactly what I'm doing. I actually, in my in-person gym, have interns from a local college coming in, two of them this semester, and we're going to be teaching them virtual training. And once they graduate in December, that'll be part of what they'll be doing. I love that. Now, I'm glad you brought that up again. That was going to be, I wanted to circle back around to the in-person facility now. And it's a beautiful facility. If you were doing so well on the virtual side of things why go this this route as you were saying america route for my british and european friends in the in the house um right. why why would you why would you go down this route i mean like why even bother opening up a facility if you don't need to well you remember the conversation about my wife being a cop and having two guns and not being very risky in her entrepreneurial journey um I have my in-person clients I've had for anywhere between six and 10 years. They've been with me. They will be with me until I die or they die. And so it's kind of like my base salary, if you want to call it that. I get it. Yeah. um, 
so I, I have the facility to be able to train them because some of them are older and just would never do virtual. And also the opportunity, I have like three other trainers there renting from me. Um, and we're trying to do new stuff like a baseball throwing program, a cancer boot camp for kids battling cancer, um, trying to do new things in the gym. But I have it because of that base salary of people that I would have no place to train them. So I'm with it. Um, yeah, I get it totally. And I mean, I guess it, it, it also, I guess it also helps to not only have that base, but also to have the facility for those kind of other activities, like you say, the, the cancer program and all that kind of stuff. I, I like that having the, having the availability of something like that, if you want to try something out, you know? Right. And it's a three year lease. Um, you know, I'll see how it goes. If, it, it gets momentum and picks up and that's making me money and on top I'm doing virtual great if it doesn't I'll reassess after the lease is up on it but um no I'm definitely more successful with virtual I make double in virtual what I do on in-person clients um and so the, the value is there in virtual and now that I've been able to you know have Pat for three years John for two years um you know people are staying more long term with a virtual coach that well, um, I'm, I'm assuming it's because they're seeing the re the results, plain and simple. Well, the results, the accountability, it, it's a system that works versus, a, a, in my mind, a stupid 30-day challenge you get on Instagram or stuff <laughs> right. like that. Yeah. So um, that's where I differentiate myself versus all the other um, online, quote-unquote, um, virtual trainers out there. I get it. I get it. Totally. So, okay. Let's switch gears a little bit as we start to wrap up here. How mm -hmm. has being a member then of Youpreneur as a community, how has that helped you in this? And, and I obviously, it's a little bit of a loaded question because I know a few things that, that we've helped you out with. But I mean, like, how have you found it? What has it meant to you to be a Youpreneur member and how has it helped you the most? Um, not a loaded question because I'm, honestly, I'll, I'll speak it from the heart. I mean, when I joined Youpreneur, I wanted more access to you, which definitely comes in being a member of Youpreneur, um, you know, being able to ask you questions and mm -hmm. able to get a hold of you very um, readily, you know, within a good time frame to get you get back to us. Oh, yeah. Uh, has no, been I'm, amazing. I'm in the forums at least twice, sometimes three times a week easily. Yeah. Exactly. Um, that part's huge. And then, like, when I went to Social Media Marketing World for the first time, um, got to meet youpreneurs. I'm in a mastermind with two other youpreneur members that's been going on for all, over a year now that we've been meeting every, once uh, once every other week. And um, so just that connection of being in there. Plus, I've never found a membership site that has the library and content that you do. Mm -hmm. Like literally, I just finished a course to train trainers on how to start virtual train. Just did my beta course. And I went into youpreneur to get the blueprint of your conversation with Greg Hickman on the six-day email funnel yep. um, launch. So I printed it out. Um, you know, So just that right there is invaluable because that course, to me, could be $10,000 this year or more in income. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, just those things like that, going back to the chit-chat videos you do for the tr tropical think tanks, um, you know, is – is where I find the most value and what I use the most. I wish I had more time to be in the forums. I get in there, you know, as much as I can to do growth updates and stuff, but mm -hmm. just the resourceness of it and 
you know, this summit where I get to meet more entrepreneurs and grow networking wise of, you know, business collaborations for the future is just the best part. I, you know, I love the way you use the community. I think it's great. You know, there are some people that are in the forums literally every single day and that's what they get the most out of being a member. There are some people like yourself that aren't in the forums every single day. Maybe they just pop in two or three times a month like you do, um, but they might be signing into the membership, into the Acceleration Library, and actually utilizing the content that we obviously work very hard to produce. I mean, you can clearly see that it's high quality. Everything we do is very, very high quality. So I don't care how people use it. I just care that they utilize their their obviously their membership properly and they get out of it what they want out of it to make it worthwhile to stick around if that makes sense you know oh yeah no and i wouldn't have stuck around for a year or two if i didn't find the value in it there you go just said chris love you buddy but you know i don't use it blah 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 but yeah literally this week i used it for the email funnel list so well, somebody somebody recently mentioned to me, and I won't name names because I'm not going to put her on the spot, <clears throat> but somebody mentioned to me that she looks at her annual like – she, she pays annually like you do. She looks at her annual membership fee of $400-plus as like a consultation fee. But it's a consultation fee, and I'm paraphrasing her a little bit here, that just keeps giving. Because usually when you when you would consult or coach with somebody for an hour of their time, you might spend up to 500 bucks for an hour of somebody's time, right? But mm-hmm. this is something that she says she utilizes week in, week out, month after month. And she just kind of feels like she's almost stealing from me to a certain degree because she's getting so much more out of it other than just a one-time consultation if that makes sense as well so again it doesn't really matter how you use it as long as you get the most out of it right right and the masterminds that you know you host once a month that we can ask you questions and get feedback on directly i mean there's just not many other places that has that kind of service that you offer so that's yeah. why personally i find the best i wear my t-shirt proudly you you know i tag you on social media when i'm buying my jaguar and i'm like look at you preneurs buying jaguar i love it i love it man i love seeing that shot i think it's great Um, and and we will actually be doing more live in-person events as part of the youpreneur brand going forward into 2018 and beyond as well everybody knows i'm a big live event person i love going to them i love speaking at them i love putting them on um but uh you know, I, I I really want to continue to not only shape the community online, but also to grow it internationally as well. And by doing, uh, you know, maybe slightly smaller, more intimate events, as well as our now big flagship live event with the summit every year. So, you know, that will be part of that that growth kind of plan for the brand of of youpreneur as well but i just i love the way that you're using it and you just you zip in and out as and when you need something and really when you think about a resource if you think about like a really good book that you have on your shelf and you you know that you'll never give that book away you'll never lend it to anyone because you don't ever want to be without it on the shelf because whenever you need it you want to be able to go to it go straight to page 66 or whatever it is and get the information that you need that's how i want people to think of the upana community well and the other thing is you know time is money for me mm-hmm. and i could spend literally 30 minutes going google you know email funnel list and best email <laughs> funnels and read seven different email um, websites or go to upreneur it's there i trust the 
people you have on there right done right 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 i'm with you i'm with you well okay and thank you for all the shining um words it's great to hear them i i want to i want to ask this of you now then probably sort of as a last question um if somebody is listening in and we get a lot of people listening in to the show that are either still sort of working on their side hustle they might still have a bit of a a full-time job going they want to break out they want to build things themselves they want to sort of go off and do their own thing properly or the flip side of that coin is usually people have built something already they're already making a little bit of money but they want to really take it up a notch think from going to you know early five figures to mid and higher five figures a month kind of type thing what if there was one sort of tip that you could give a fellow entrepreneur that's kind of wanting to become uh, like yourself, you know, the go-to source in their industry, what would that tip be, Jeff? Um, be consistent and get a coach. Be consistent and get a coach. Okay, so let's break that down a little bit. Where's the importance of consistency? Why? Why do we have to be consistent? Because without consistency, people are going to forget about you. If, you know, why are TV shows consistent every single week? Because if they change times and this and that, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then you don't ever watch them. Then they have no ratings and they fall apart. So consistency is always going to be huge for, in my mind, getting that growth part and to put in the hard work to grow your business. Like I literally work seven days a week, not 24 hours a day, but um, doing something on my business. And I, but I love it. I don't think of it as work i don't stress over it it's just you know i i am allowed to work on this business and grow it to whichever way i want to grow it but i'm consistent with that work ethic Um, i I think that's incredibly important i mean right you you could have just stopped at because people will forget about you if you're not (laughs) literally i think that that really is it right there at the end of the day right so then let's go to the second half of that answer then i mean why you know, why get a coach? Why do you feel like we need a coach? Some people have them, some people don't. I'm curious to know your thoughts on it. Well, um, you know, I started with Pat Flynn was quasi my coach when we first started. Um, you know, that was our jab, jab, right hook thing. Yeah, your deal, and, your deal, yeah. And then the, um, but without him, you know, I would have never known how to set things up social media wise, how to set up, you know, some business things, reach out to people, how to, um, formulate emails, all that kind of stuff. I was so green and horrible and, um, you know, having that guidance just saves me so much time. Yes. It's a money upfront cost usually for a coach, unless you mm-hmm. can barter something out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then if you don't join a membership website like Upreneur, that you can get that same quasi coaching parts through the mastermind calls, but then have the resources there to get your questions answered, like follow a blueprint, follow a system that you know is working versus guessing, wasting time, getting discouraged, getting depressed, and then having a whole bunch of other emotional issues. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm with you. And I think it's right. I mean, I still hire consultants and coaches on a regular basis myself. Uh, I think that, you know, even as leaders, we need to continue to learn to continue to lead. And so, you know, I'm, I'm all about paying people for their time if I think that they can help me get over a stumbling block. No one's perfect. We all have problems and issues and struggles to deal with. Um, and I mean, my, my big thing, I think I, I've probably spent more money on kind of tech type coaching than I have anything else. So, you know, when I started a podcast back in 2010, my first podcast, I hired Cliff Ravenscraft a few times to help me kind of figure out the tech side of setting that up. Uh, you know, when I started doing more live video stuff, you know, I would hire somebody else. And I think that's where I struggle the most is in the whole kind of figuring out what goes where, when, and when I need to switch this, this, you know, or flip this switch, you know what I mean? Um, and I don't, I don't see the point in struggling with that stuff. If there's somebody else that's out there that I can reach out to and say, Hey, can I pick your brains for an hour? I'm happy to pay for it. Uh, and I'm lucky to the point now where I can barter more so than have to pay because I've obviously got the experience that other people want in regards to building teams and delegation and productivity and that sort of stuff. So it, it works well. Right. And I mean, case in point, I just hired a coach. I'm trying to get on American Ninja Warrior for next year. And there's a guy in Tulsa that got on. And so I'm paying him for his brain to what, you know, intro video I need to do. Obviously, I know the workouts I need to do, but, um, you know, how to get on, how to present yourself, all that kind of stuff. Now, what is the I, I love that, by the way, I saw you doing this over the last month or so. But I mean, what is the What's the incubus behind this? Why is it just a personal challenge for yourself or is there a, a, a bigger and greater reason? Um, it's two parts. A, I would love the exposure for my gym, my brand, who I am in general. Um, mm -hmm. And B, doing it for the family. It's one of the shows, us as a family, we have quality time and we like to watch it and see the competitors. And my kids would really like to say my dad was an American Ninja Warrior. Oh, yeah, for so sure. It would be cool to be able to do it yeah is it tough to get on i'm not sure it's tough <laughs> to train for it though i no doubt bleeding my hand yesterday doing 100 pull-ups in between running two miles on treadmills but uh <sighs> yeah it's uh it's tough but um i'm hoping to i don't know see see what i need to to get on and see what the competition's like and you know if not anything else i get in even better shape this year I there guess. you go I don't know. There you go. I hear loud clear. It is. Well, you're certainly winning, my man. And uh, I'm excited to have shared your story a little bit with the listeners of the show. Yeah. I know they're going to be inspired by it. Uh, for you guys, you want to find out a little bit more about Jeff and his company and what he does and how he and they can help you, you can go to totalbodyconstruction.com and check it out there. We'll have links to that. Uh, in the show notes and everything else. All you need to do is head over to chrisducker.com forward slash episode 239. Uh, Jeff, it was a pleasure to have you on the show, brother. Thank you very much. Thank you, Chris. Happy to be here. All right. And for you guys listening, thank you so much for being with me as well. I'm going to be back at you again next week with another solo show. What am I going to be talking about? Well, you're just going to have to tune in to bloody well find out, aren't you? Until then, take good care, and I'll be back at you soon. If you enjoyed today's show, I'd love for you to check out the Youpreneur Mastermind Community. It's the go-to resource for everyone wanting to build a profitable, future-proof business based around their experience and those that they want to serve.
So whether you're just starting out or if you've been working hard on your personal brand and building your online platform for a while, the Upano Mastermind community can help you take everything you've been doing to the next level. With lots of training, live mastermind calls, and thriving community forums where you can get the feedback, advice, and more energy and encouragement than you'll know what to do with, the Youpreneur Mastermind community is the perfect place for anyone wanting to learn how to build, market, and monetize their personal brand. For more info and to get started on your new Youpreneur journey, head over to youpreneur.com forward slash mastermind today. I'll see you on the inside.